praise one more time. Hallelujah. We bless you today, Lord. We thank you. A multitude of your blessings and mercies. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Psalm chapter 43. Psalms, the 43rd chapter. I join with Brother Landon in thanking all of our guests and our church family after such a challenging week to be here and to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. We have some that are still without water, some without power. Uh, I'm not sure what all we're dealing with, but the reason we have one service today is twofold. Uh, We know you've been through a rough week and we wanted to give you a great service to enjoy. And then we wanted to provide you with a good meal and then give you an opportunity to rest perhaps this afternoon. And uh, on top of all that, we're in a boil band still in Webster. And I hope you didn't drink out of the drinking fountain. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But uh, under the circumstances, it makes it a little challenging. If you've been by the restaurants, you understand that. Uh, No ice, uh, no drinks, uh, so many things that have changed. As if COVID had not done enough to our nation now we've our, our, our area we have uh, been affected by this cold snap but we're going to get through it amen we're going to be better for it we'll be better prepared in the future we may all move further south thank you for being here today judges our psalms 43 he said judge me O god and plead my cause against an ungodly nation Oh, deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. For thou art the God of my strength. Why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto the, the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Hallelujah. Let me read that from the New Living Translation, if you will. He said, Declare me innocent, O God. Defend me against these ungodly people. Rescue me from these unjust liars. For you are God, my only safe haven. Why? Have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning about the change factor. The change factor. Uh, 
I believe there is a news reporter in town by the name of Isaiah. And he has the Isaiah factor. And I've heard of many other uh, factors, but this is going to be the most important factor that you factor into your life today. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time and you can be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. I do believe what was said earlier that there is a healing in the house. And what I have felt through the night and early this morning is that God is wanting to do more than just a physical healing, but a healing from the inside out. I have come today to speak to those this morning who perhaps are struggling with the darkness of life. By that I mean the questions and the problems and the fears and the mysteries and the issues that life often bring to us. The dark, the obscure, the unknown, the mysterious, the unclear, the uncertain, and often gloomy places that life can take us. The shadows that fall across our path. Doesn't matter how well we think we're doing, life has a way of casting its shadow upon us. And with it comes the gloom and the dimness of vision so that nothing is really clear. Nothing is really that well defined. The parts of our life that we cannot understand and we do not have answers for this morning are the parts that I want to address. When I was a young teenager, I had taken a group of young people from our church about 90 miles away to a youth function on a Friday night, and I was so proud driving my Ford Fairlane 500. Uh, It was a stick shift on the column. And uh, there was several in the car with me, and there was another vehicle traveling with us. And after service... Just being the crazy kids that we were, uh, we started goofing off. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to Stephenville, Texas, but between Stephenville, Texas, and Wichita Falls, Texas, there's not a light to be found anywhere. It's as dark as pitch. And so we're flying down the highway, and we start flashing our lights off and on. And um, we did that several times and everybody would scream and squeal and it was all exciting and then boom, you threw it. I, I did it one more time and ham, the thing shorted out and the lights wouldn't come back on. And here we are out on this highway uh, somewhere between Stephenville and Wichita Falls about 90 miles from home. There is no moon shining there is very little light of any kind and now all of a sudden we're having to try to figure out or at least I was how to navigate getting home with no headlights no lights at all would come on and I will tell you that for a short moment there was this terror that began to creep up inside of me The fear of not knowing what was before us and 
Fortunately, the person that was traveling with us was able to get in front of us and they turned their lights on and we followed their tail lights 90 miles home. I will tell you without a doubt that's not something that you want to do because everything becomes mysterious at that moment. Nothing is really clear and defined. Nothing is really that sharp and focused. It's hard to get your depth perception. It's really difficult to whether or not you're even staying between the lines. And, and so I, I want to address something of that nature when life kind of causes the lights to go out and you're still having to go. You're still having to move forward in life. How do you keep traveling when you really don't know what to do? It's the product of darkness and it is the fear that it brings with us that causes us such trouble and such turmoil. It's where our fears rise from. It's where our doubts surface in. It is that dim gloom of shadow where we cannot tell for sure what it is that we are looking at. And for this person that we read from in Scripture, it had brought great discouragement and despondency of soul. And I I, I want to tell you that he understood what some of you and are, are going through this morning. And I want to come to you with some good news today that there's a remedy in the house. Amen. There is a remedy in the house. You have come to a place where there is an atmosphere that can help you and give you hope for your future. And so we go to the 43rd Psalm. And when you read the 43rd Psalm, you really shouldn't read it without reading chapter 42 as well. Because they were written most likely concerning a king by the name of Hezekiah. Hezekiah, after David, was the greatest king that ever sat upon the throne of Judah. Hezekiah did more to bring God's people back to him than any other king that ever lived. No other king besides David had such an impact on the spiritual direction of a nation as Hezekiah did. And the Bible calls this a certain type of psalm. It is a Mishkael, which simply means it is a psalm of instruction God intends for you and I to learn something when we read these verses. It's more than just an inspiration. It's a lesson in life. And it's a lesson that you and I need to pay careful attention to. If you study the life of Hezekiah, you will find out there were two significant events that marked his life. First of all, there was an illness that affected him. And he thought his life was going to end and so he turned his face to the wall and he prayed and God spared his life and gave him 15 more years to live. And then after the illness passed, then comes an invasion. 
the Assyrians decided that they were going to overrun him. They, they did not like the direction he was taking Israel. And unlike his father Ahaz who had compromised with them and had become friends with them and made alliances with them, Hezekiah realized that the blessings of God on Israel would be dependent on a separation. They could not be in agreement with the Assyrians and have the blessings of God on their life. And so here he is in this place of turmoil. He has just come through a sickness. He has just overcome a, a, a disease that almost took his life away. And now he is facing this invasion. And it's not just an invasion of a, a, of a Syrian nation, but it is what all the Assyrians were doing to him to undermine his efforts to turn the hearts of God's people toward their Lord. And so Hezekiah comes to the throne. He's full of faith and he sets about preparing for what he knows is the inevitable confrontation between Assyria and Judah. And it was in this time frame that this psalm was undoubtedly written. Hezekiah knew he could not yield to that power, but he also realized the forces that were against him on a daily basis. He fought propaganda. He fought the unceasing, unanswerable, unrelenting question that were thrown at him. He fought the clever lies that were devised to undermine his resolve. And the pressures were constantly upon him. So much so that this man who had been so quick to turn his face to the wall and pray, now he doesn't seem to know how to pray. He, he's a man who is desperate. And, and if you read the 42nd Psalm, he asks, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Over and over that word surfaces. Why? Why this? Why now? Why am I having to go through this again? Why is this happening in my family, in my home? Why am I having to deal with this after so many years of other struggles? And now here I am in another battle. And it seems to me that Hezekiah was like a man out on a troubled sea. And ever so often you would see his head come to the surface. And when it came to the surface, he would cry out, Why, God? Why is this happening? Why are you allowing these things to be? And, and then he would disappear under the waves. And then he would resurface. And then he would take him down again. And so when you come into the 43rd chapter, that's the mindset that you're dealing with. A man that has been up and then he's down. A man that has been at the peak and now he's at the bottom. And he doesn't have answers for all of the questions that his own mind is bringing. If God was on my side, if I was in the will of God, why would I be fighting these battles? Why would I be dealing with this darkness? Why would I be struggling with this oppression? Why would I be fighting these battles? That's the background of the psalm in which we read from this morning. Here is a man who has done all he can do to turn Judah to God. And look at what happens. He faces greater opposition now than he's ever faced. He's got greater problems now than he's ever had. He was once a sick man physically, 
Now he is a sick man spiritually. Now he is a sick man internally. It wasn't a physical problem he's dealing with now. It was a soul sickness. Because now he's questioning his relationship with God. And he's questioning whether or not God is really there. Is God really there? Is he really available for my life and for our situation? And as you can imagine, he was despondent. He became discouraged. He, and he, he had reason to be that way. If you read the scripture carefully, you understand that Hezekiah knew the dangers that were before him. He knew what the Assyrian army was up to. He knew what they were wanting to do. He knew the predicament that his people were facing. And then he struggles with his own doubts. He struggles with his own questions. He wonders where God's at. God, are you going to just cast me aside? Have you forgotten me? Do you remember my name? Do you know who I am? And as he questions God, why have you cast me off? And all of this darkness surrounding him and engulfing his mind, he needed help. He needed help. He desperately needed help. And sometimes life comes in the waves of trouble like that that roll over us with such force that they almost sweep us away and the darkness closes in upon us. He is struggling to understand life. He is struggling to understand the circumstances of life, the disappointments that have come, the discouragement that has been a part of his life. He struggles to get his bearings. It's almost as if he has lost his sense of direction. He has been so tossed and so turned. He has been so overwhelmed by this present darkness that he doesn't seem to know which direction he needs to turn and which direction he needs to point his life. And he's desperately reaching out, God, where are you? God, do you know where I am? Why have you cast me off? Amen. And it was in that atmosphere that he began to realize something. Hezekiah realized that what he needed was a factor that could change the whole tone and tenor of his situation. He needed something that would alter their outlook, that would alter their internal attitude, that would alter their internal compass. He needed something. He needed an outside force. of. He he needed some kind of... Of power, he needed some kind of aid or assistance that would shift this thing and turn it to his good. He needed a factor in his life that would shift everything and put him back in the right path and place his feet in the right direction. And he knew that any spiritual advance, any change in the atmosphere of his life, any improvement in that attitude or outlook, any progress that he would make toward his purpose would require something powerful enough to change the spirit of his life. Now I want you to 
let that he needed something powerful enough to change the whole tone of his life. Amen. He needed something so significant that when it came, it would produce such a change and such a shift in the atmosphere that it would help align things in his life again. It would help him get his bearings. It would help him get his perspective back. Please help me just a moment. I'm trying to get a point across to you. Listen to me. If we are going to make headway in this present darkness that we are struggling through, it is going to take a factor that has the power to alter the circumstances of our life. It is going to take a factor that will change the very outlook of my life, that will change my perspective, it will change my attitude, it will change my feelings. Amen. And as Hezekiah pondered his problem, he realized what he needed. Amen. What he needed, what he needed, what was his only hope at that moment was light. I need some light. I I, I need light. And so listen to what he says in verse 3. Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. And from that point forward, the entire tone of the psalm shifts. Because if you read the psalm, Psalms 43, he began with questioning God. But whenever he realized that there's a factor that I have not included in the equation of my life, and uh, that is the light of the gospel, that is the light of God's presence, that when that factor plays into my life, it shifts and alters everything about my being. It changes my whole perspective in life. Amen. Send out your light. Why did he need light? Why didn't he pray for power? Because power was what he needed to overcome the Assyrians. Why didn't he pray for a bigger army? He prayed for light. Why would he pray for light? Because light is the only thing that will drive darkness out of your life. Light is the only thing that will push back that depression and push back that fear and push back that doubt and say, no, not in this house, not in this heart, not in this mind, not in this life. You see, darkness and light cannot coexist together. That as overwhelming as darkness is, all it takes to change the atmosphere. Guys, can you help me? Don't anybody get spooked. I want you to turn all the lights out right now. I think I see you. You don't look quite like you did a while ago. This is how life is many times. We're going along, everything's good. We've gotten through all kinds of trouble and all of a sudden, bam, the lights go out. 
and we're groping around trying to figure out, oh God, where are you at? God, God, are you hearing me? Are you listening? Are you looking to me? And what I need at that moment is a factor that will change the atmosphere. And that factor that will change the atmosphere is simply for light to come. Turn them back on. All that I need to change my whole perspective of life is for his light to come in to my particular situation. For him to just shine in my life at that moment and then suddenly everything becomes clear. And so listen to me. What he does, he begins by questioning God. But when the light came, he then started questioning his doubts. Why are you cast down? Lights come. The one thing you need to get out of, the one thing that Hezekiah needed that would help put his feet in the, that would direct him in the right place, that would give him the confidence that he needed to move forward, it was the light that only God could bring into his life. That is the factor that changes everything. You see, light Listen to me. Light eliminates the breeding ground of doubt. Because doubt can only grow in the darkness of my fear and my question. Doubt can only flourish when there is an absence of light. Because when there is a clear light... I have no reason to doubt. I know who you are. I don't have to wonder if that's you or not. I can see you clearly, but it's when I'm in the dark, I can't really make things out. So when light comes into my life, light is what helps give definition and it gives perspective and it gives purpose back to my life. The only place that I know where fears can be eliminated is in the light of God's presence. Amen? Because light destroys the breeding ground of worry, of anxiety. How are we going to get through this? When is this ever going to end? You know, they're coming up with some new stuff. Every time you turn around, they've got a new strain of it coming out. And every time a new strain of it comes out, we just hunker down a little. We, we shrink under that burden a little farther. And the truth is, what we need in this hour of darkness is for God just to let his light be seen. And for his light to shine in our hearts and our lives. Because it is that light that will make all the difference. It will change your perspective. It will change your outlook. It will change your attitude about life. It will change the way you live your life. That's why he said walk in the light. It's not one thing to just come to light. You've got to walk in that light. Why? Because when you walk in the light... As he is in the light, you have fellowship one with another. And that's not talking about me and you. That's talking about me and him. We have fellowship. And when we have fellowship, I know I have forgiveness of sin. I know I have all the things I need to cover my failures and my mistakes if I walk in the light. Because light is the factor that will disseminate the fears and the worries 
and the doubts and the failures. You see, darkness is where purposelessness exists. When you don't have any meaning for life. When you don't have any purpose. When you came, you, you just, you, you, you don't know where you belong. I, I don't know what God has in mind for me. I don't know what God wants to do. I don't know what God wants to use me for. Those kind of thoughts come out of darkness. The darkness of uncertainty. The darkness of the unknown. It is darkness where confusion resides. Confusion. Is that you? Or is that somebody else? Is that a tree? Or is that a robber? Is that a car? Or is that a building? When you're in darkness, you you can't really differentiate between things as you ought to. As one writer said, in the night, in the midnight, all the cats are gray. Everything looks ominous and hopeless. And we are living in one of the darkest times in human history right now. And the remedy God has given to you and I for this hour is not to be sitting down cowed down and overcome by fear and worry and doubt about the outcome but to stand up and say hey I'm a child of light I'm going to walk in that light because that light expels all fear and expels all doubt man listen to that darkness is where chaos operates Listen to how Genesis began with this ominous note. And the earth was without form and void, purposeless, useless, confused, chaos, disorder. However you want to describe it, define it. All of those terms define that chaotic moment. Amen. But God said, hey, I know how to change that. I know how to change that. How you change that? Let there be light. And when light came, the darkness receded. Amen. What you and I need this morning is light and more of it. What a difference when God decides to change the atmosphere and the way God chooses to change the atmosphere in my life is by invading my life with the light of his presence, the light of his word. And when that light comes, all of a sudden, I know what I need to do now. I need to be at the altar. I need to have my hands lifted up and pray. I need to, I need to be in the presence of the Lord. All of a sudden, when I know where I'm at and I know what I've got to do, I realize that I'm not hopeless. Amen. God, I, I'm preaching to somebody. I wish I had a better way of doing this today, but... I'm preaching to somebody here this morning that needs a change in the atmosphere of your life. You need a change in the attitude of your life. 
your attitude is too dark and too depressing and too fearful and too worrisome and too frustrated. God said, hey, I have a means of changing that in your life. I have a way of driving out that confusion in your mind. I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know where I belong. I don't know if I even matter anymore. Listen to me. You matter to God and God has a place for you in his kingdom. And the only thing that brings that kind of thought in your mind is the darkness that's surrounding you right now. And what you need to do as a child of God is get on your feet and say, Hey, I was made for light. I was not created for dark. I'm not going to live in that darkness. I'm going to walk into his light. God's remedy for soul sickness is light. Light's amazing. Amen. It's an amazing thing. What a difference light makes. What a difference light makes. And you know what's so interesting is that science is just now discovering how powerful light really is. Amen. Science has been moving toward what is called light therapy because they realize that there are qualities in light that can literally alter the physical body. And there are some German physicists and and a, a, a doctor of natural medicine that have done extensive research. And in their research, they have discovered something. That in the cell of every human being, in all of your cells, there is a smidgen of light. Or they have the capacity to respond to light. No wonder... That when God created me, he created me in his image and in his likeness. And the Bible said that God is light. So if he made me in that image, then certainly there must be something still residing in me that can resonate with that, that can communicate with that, that can recognize that. So here's what they've discovered. They have discovered that light can make a difference in the healing of a body. And light in your cells is actually how those cells communicate. It's how they talk to one another. Because there's light. Woo. Amen. They have discovered that light is present in the communication between the cells in the body. And they have also discovered that disease occurs in the body when this communication is broken. And when that communication is broken, that means darkness has invaded. Something has stepped in that has altered the atmosphere. And now there's, there's a miscommunication going on. There's a confused state of mind and spirit. You don't know what you need to do. You don't know where you need to be. You don't know what you need to be a part of. And the fact is there is something that God can do in every one of our lives today. And something he desires to do is introduce a factor 
doctor that can change all of that and realign those cells in my body so they can communicate together so they can speak to one another and I can be the man although you can be the woman God created you to be hear me this morning the change factor in your life is not more money it's not a better house to live in and it's not a better job what you and I need today is some light to shine in us we need light to shine in us because it is that light that will cause those things to align themselves in my life Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. They say that when disease comes into a body, that the cells can no longer speak the same language, and there is confusion. And when there is confusion, there is sickness. Amen. The communication breaks down because of one thing. The absence of light. Amen. But when light comes, they have discovered that light has a resonant effect. It has a quality and a character about it which brings, listen to me, this is what science has just now discovered. That light has the ability when it shines in a person's life. It has the ability to align those cells and cause them to be able to communicate again. Yeah. You see, chaos comes when I am in that state of turmoil of This part of my life is warring with that part of my life and this part of my being is warring with that part of my... I don't know what my priorities are. I don't know what I need to be doing. I don't know if I matter. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And so they have discovered that light has the character which brings the cells back into the same language where they are communicating again and that supports the healing in the body and this is what they said. Listen to me, this is, this is amazing. These great wise scientists discovered this, that light is life. Bingo. Have they never read their Bible? Have they never opened the book? For the Word said in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him. Without Him was nothing made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. It could not put it out. You see, there's a factor working in this building right now that is so powerful that darkness cannot put it out. It cannot stop the peace that God wants to flow into your life. Woo! All right, I'm, I'm through. Come on, stand with me. I want you to go back, when you go home today, I want you to go back and read the 42nd Psalm and I want you to realize the change in attitude as he begins a psalm, he's questioning God. And then light comes. And when light comes, it shifts the whole attitude. It shifts his whole demeanor. Listen to what he says now. Light heals 
the perspective and the mind and the attitude and gives direction. He said, now it will lead me to thine altar. You know how to alter your life? A-L-T-E-R. You know how to make a change in your life? A-L-T-A-R it. Alter it. Because when you bring that life to an altar, it changes the mind. It changes the heart. It changes the outlook. It changes the thinking. It changes your perspective. It changes everything about your life. All of a sudden, there's no more depression. There's no more fear. There's no more doubt. Why? Because I'm walking in the light as he is in the light. I am walking in his light. I am living in that light. And when I am in his light, no darkness. The Bible said there is no darkness in him. None. Zero. So if there's darkness in my life, that means I must not be in him. So what I need to do is get myself in the place where his light can shine them. Oh, Lord, send your light today. That's my prayer this morning. Send your light to us here. Send your light to some soul that's troubled today and worried and sick in their soul. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, light will bring you to the right place. It brought him to the holy hill. It brought him to the tabernacle. Both of those were representative of the presence of God. When light shines, it'll show you where you need to go. Hey, you need to get to the altar. You need to come into the presence of the Lord. And when he came into the presence of the Lord, he knew, hey, I can't come into the presence of the Lord and not give him praise. And so he comes into the presence of the Lord and he lifts his voice and he begins to praise the Lord and magnify God. And now the joy of the Lord's flowing in his life again. Woo! All because light came. All because light came. It shifted the whole atmosphere. Most importantly, of all the things that it does in your life, bringing you to the right place, positioning you in the right place, pointing you in the right direction, the thing that I feel like is most valuable for light is that when light comes, it makes me question my doubts. Why? Are you cast down? Why? You have no reason to be discouraged this morning. I've been here with you all the way. You just have let some darkness obscure me so you couldn't see me. But now that you're in the light, you see I'm here. I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth. Oh, God, help us to doubt. It's going to cause you to start doubting your doubts. You are worth something. You do have a place in the kingdom of God. God does love you. He does care for you. You're not forgotten. You're not alone. God hadn't lost your address. He hasn't lost where you live. He knows exactly what. All he's waiting on is for somebody to cry out, Lord, send some light. And when the light comes, man, it's amazing how easy it is to walk before him when I've got some light to show me the way. Tell me I'm not telling you the truth this morning. That in the last year we wrestled with some of the darkest spirits we've ever faced in our entire spiritual journey. Doubt 
fear, overwhelming, depressing, suppressing. God sent me to tell somebody here this morning that there's a factor. You need to have a part of your life, and that's the light of his presence and the light of his countenance. When it shines on you, health comes, healing comes, the brokenness, the internal turmoil, the mind wars that you go through. God has a way of washing that mind and cleansing that heart and purging out of you, driving out all of that darkness. There's no darkness in him. Hallelujah. The change factor. Amen. The light. The light. It's shining in this place. I'm not talking about just natural light. I'm talking about a spiritual light. That's helping you see, hey, there's where my foot needs to go. That's the step I need to take next. This is the direction I need to walk. This is how I need to live. This is where I need to be at the altar of the Lord. This is how I need to live with my hands lifted up. Come on, church. You have every reason in the world to be thankful this morning. In spite of everything that's wrong in your life, there's a reason for you to praise him and you ought to do that right now. Come on, lift up your hands and lift up your voice. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Walk in.